Hello, everyone. Welcome to the interview show here on Brandsec. How are you all? I hope that everyone has been doing well. So today I have I have the pleasure of having my special guest for the day, Eleanor Stuck, who will be joining me right here in just one moment. She is a graduate of the telecommunications program in Newport News, Virginia, and is a current student at Longwood University. And without further ado, the interview show will begin in just one moment. Please stay tuned. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the interview show here on Brands Tech. How are you all? So I am here with Eleanor. First off, hello and welcome. Hey, thank you for having me. Oh, you're welcome. And so our topic for today is television production, the potentials it has, and just sort of like a discussion about it. And so first of all, how are you? Doing great. It's a beautiful day outside. And yeah, how are you? I'm doing well. So I know for you, television production is something that you're not only working towards, but something that you've been doing for a long time now, actually. I mean, like for a few years now. Actually, I started in third grade at my elementary school. Uh, we started in, a, uh, we had a morning announcements TV show and I started off as stage manager there in third grade, continued that through fifth grade, joined my middle school morning show, sixth wow. through eighth grade, ran that eighth grade year, jumped into my high school morning show, got handed a executive producer at the end of my freshman year. Wow. Ran that for three years, joined telecom, went to college, majored in all of this. Wow. So how is that for you? Like, I guess, seeing like how you've been growing and adding to, I guess, your expertise and potential over these, these years. I mean, that is like, that's a, that's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so there's always more to learn. I never want to stop learning about TV production. There's always more to learn. There's always something new to figure out. I would love to like keep up with new editing softwares, you know, learning Avid through telecom and then going to college and being like Premiere, Adobe Premiere and knowing both now. Just everything that I've learned in the past has helped me grow to where I am now. And now it's really come full circle with me interning at telecom. Yeah. So how was that experience like interning, like where you used to, I guess, study and work? I mean, yeah, well, technically you still work, but, but how was that for you? Like, did it feel like a, like almost like a full circle sort of thing? Yeah, it re- it felt a little bit full circle because, you know, Mr. Price and Mr. Daniels gave me my real start in like TV production for actual television because yes, those morning shows and morning announcements that I was a part of uh, since elementary school, absolutely great, absolutely wonderful. But being at telecom allowed me to expand into the world of things are actually going on YouTube, things are actually going on cable television. Yeah. So it did feel a bit full circle. It felt a bit like coming home in a way since I started at telecom in the fall of 2015 in my junior year of high school. It did feel a bit like coming home in a way. Wow. And so I know like in more recent years, like you've, I believe last year, like you said that, well, you said to me earlier that you were able to do stuff like, like do work like with ESPN Plus. So how was that experience? 
So actually it started off as a class assignment. Um, I was taking one of my comm classes for my major up at Longwood and we were told that we had to volunteer for two games to get our uh, crew production experience grade for the class. And I was talking with um, my friend who happened to be the director at the time, he was graduating. Um, and I was like, I've been doing this for years. Can I stay on? And he's like, yeah, after the third game, you actually start getting paid for it. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, I was I was in shock. And I was like, I'm really paid for doing what I've been doing for years. I mean, I got paid at telecom. But, um, you know, I jumped into ESPN Plus and after I presented my resume reel that Price and Daniels had us make because I had a lot of the sports stuff on there since yeah. I was a camera operator at telecom. Since I was a lot of sports stuff on there and I presented them my resume reel of the director and the producer were like, okay, she's on main camera. And they threw me, my first game that I was ever with them on, they threw me on the main camera and I was, I was like, oh, okay. And that was like live streaming on ESPN Plus. Wow. No room for error. Wow. And so I'm sure you you definitely believe that all of your, you know, your numerous years of, you know, being behind the camera and stuff truly helped you prepare for that moment. It really did. It really did. I mean, you know, starting off, you know, at telecom, you know, and Mr. Price going, okay, what job do you want? I'm like, camera operator, please, camera operator. And he's like, Okay. And so I really found a passion for it, just being behind the camera. You know, my main, I don't, I don't watch sports in general for my own enjoyment. I've never really found that to be a thing for me. Um, but I will watch sports from behind a camera and be completely enthralled in it because I know I'm putting out a good product for people to view at home. Yeah. And honestly, it's fun to, you know, when we had Mr. Barlow in the truck and we'd be out at Todd Stadium and have my headset on. I'd be like, oh, flag on the play, you know, and everything. And that carried over into ESPN+. Plus. You know, I flick the headset on when um, Longo doesn't have a football team, but we did soccer. And I'd be like, you know, oh, player down. And they're like, wait, where? And I'm like, uh, over there. And like, I'd give them the jersey number and everything. And that's thanks to my experience at telecom. It came through of me being able to follow the ball on the field, but also keep, you know, an eye out on everything else that's going on so they could get other camera shots on that. Wow. And so... And so for you, like, where do you see yourself, I guess, going with television production for the future? Like, do you see, like, a particular, like, direction that you want to go? And how about the industry itself? So I have lots of, you know, aspirations of where I want to go, what to do. You know, one of the biggest, like, two of my biggest dreams is to get in with NBC News and help broadcast the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade as well as the Rose Parade. Um, those are some big dreams that I really would like to make happen. But like after college, I do graduate in May. Ack. <laughs> so that's a little terrifying. Um, I don't know where I'm going next. I have aspirations of working for Disney or National Geographic or uh, the Discovery Network. Um, because the Discovery Network has a ton of subsets. Food Network, HGTV, that, you know, Discovery itself, Travel Channel sort of thing. I don't know where I'm going to end up, but, you know, thanks to my variety of experience with telecom and then in college, I know that I'm a well-rounded enough individual that I'm, I'm going to figure it out. But I do want to, I do want to see myself behind a camera or directing a large production in the future. That is great to hear. And so, and so for you, like with, I said, with all of these 
aspiration like is there anything like in addition to what you're doing now that you're doing to sort of like help prepare you for it uh, actually i was um unfortunately um when i like when i said i was looking at working for disney uh they have this wonderful thing called the disney college program mm. and i was going to go into that after graduation but unfortunately coronavirus covid 19 yeah um, the Disney College program has been shut down until further notice because of that. Um, I'm also, you know, I'm emailing a lot of people. I've created my, uh, I've created my online portfolio my, that's got my resume attached to it with all of my television production experience. I'm working on getting a LinkedIn profile up, figuring that out. You know, navigating the job market is crazy. But really in preparation, you know, for all of this, I want to make sure that I have as much experience as possible because every job is like, you need experience, you know, for an entry level job position. So it's like, oh, let me make sure I have that. Yeah. And so like with all of your experience, I mean, I feel like, you know, at least for like getting experience that, you know, coming in that you're able to essentially say that you've had all of this experience and not just, you know, from the third grade, but also if they ask for more professional, you know, productions like you, you've you've done that. <laughs> so I really have. Um, Longwood is actually really good about that too. Like not just with telecom, you know, being on sports productions, being with school board meetings, and everything that telecom does. You know, Longwood has also given me more experience. Um, we've had to do news shows, news shows, talk shows, um, creative projects. We've done um, we've done news shows where we cut to a live reporter in the field. We've had to learn how to do that, you know, figuring out a story, you know, and shooting, writing this, like figuring out a story, writing the script, shooting the package, shooting the B-roll and editing it all in one day. We've had how to do that. So, yeah. Wow. And so that, first of all, it's just amazing that you've been able to get I, this much experience just early on. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, does anyone ever, like, tell you, like, wow, it's like, I can't believe that you did all of that? Or, like, does it even ever, like, come to a shock for you? It's like, wow, I've actually done this. Uh, yeah, actually, when I came, actually, when I first got to Longwood, before I even, you know, before I even decided that Longwood was where I wanted to go, um, I had this great opportunity as a senior in high school to go and take a day and tour the comm department, meet a couple of professors, meet the engineer, tour the studio and everything. And I brought my hard drive because I was like, hey, could you take a look at what I've done in high school and tell me you know, what I need to improve upon so that I'm prepared for when I come to college. Yeah. And uh, Professor Halliday, Professor Jeff Halliday, he is now the chair of our department at, at the uh, community at Longwood University. Um, he, sat down with my hard drive and he went through a bunch of stuff and he went, you know, you're already on the level of our sophomores in college. Wow. You know, coming in, he was like, wow, I can't believe you've done all this already. You know, I had the opportunity to interview Grammy Award winners, Joseph Wooten and Roy Wooten, um, because I'm alum of Denby High School where I went. And I had the opportunity to interview them both when Roy rewrote Denby's fight song and when Joseph came back to talk at the uh, 50th anniversary of Denby High School's opening. I was able to interview both of them. And so it's it's a great honor to me that 
I'm 22 years old and I've already interviewed two Grammy Award winning artists. Joseph Wooten's been inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Wow. Oh, it's really, wow, I did that. And then at Longwood, you know, something that's like, wow, I did that was one of my favorite productions. Uh, I actually did it my sophomore year. We did a fake news broadcast where we were just kind of making a joke out of it. Mm -hmm. it was, oh, you know, we're, we're having an interview with somebody about, you know, Marvel, because this person's really passionate about Marvel, and then we're going to interrupt them with breaking news. Huh. And the breaking news is that there's a water balloon fight down at the apartment complex down the street. Oh, wow. And that's honestly one of the favorite projects I've ever done. Wow. Wow, that's impressive. Like, I mean, just overall, like, hearing your story and how, like, you know, your college experience and, and telecom have truly, like, I guess, helped bring you to to where you are like I mean that's just yeah that's just like great to to hear and so like overall like like a fortune you, know, you see where television is slowly going through another you know major shift like like you know like we originally had like of course a transition from like radio to television and then you know from just broadcast to you know, to adding like cable and but now with going into streaming, like, do you see like television, like, um, like changing and like the way that I guess things are going? I really think there is going to be a big shift because television companies need uh, ads to run so they can make money. And people aren't really paying for a lot of cable, especially our generation. Yeah. Um, we'd rather have the streaming networks where we're like, oh, I can watch all five seasons in one sitting. Yeah. And we can binge watch it. Um, I personally still enjoy some cable TV. A lot of it I don't anymore because they're, because it's changed so much. It's yeah. not what I enjoy. I understand that's what other people enjoy and they are totally valid in their enjoyment. Yeah. Um, but I do see television going through a big shift of what is the consumer base actually want because the consumer base is like it doesn't like a lot of the consumer base doesn't want to wait you know oh this week's this episode and then we have to wait next week for the story to continue yeah they want the entire season laid out or the entire storyline all the seasons laid out for them to watch you know all at once yeah yeah that definitely is an interesting like shift in the sense that you know we start off with like you know the episodic you know like one episode per week and you know you know it's where like the episodes would generally like wrap up with a nice bow at least to hold you over until next week you know unless they purposely like you know indicate like a cliffhanger or whatever but it's like with the new binging era it's like it's made to be this whole season's like made for like one continuous story that it's not made for you to just you know watch one at a time it's made for you to just watch the whole thing all at once yeah i think one show that i actually do enjoy watching on cable tv that has actually done the weekly episodic thing properly is the singer on fox mm. um they they have been able to keep a good audience going on a week-by-week -week basis of you have to wait until next week for this episode to come out so yeah that's good to hear that like that we still have i guess that sense of you're having something to wait for because because i know while of course it's more convenient to just you know get rid of the suspension just like watch everything like all at once it's like Sometimes it's nice to be able to have like a nice thing to wait for, like yeah, yeah. It's something that I feel like 
we don't really have like a lot of true suspense because of course it's like you wait for like the release date but then it's like you know everything you don't have to you know it's like you don't have to really wait it's more so like you like live the experience like for a certain amount of your day almost and that's it until next season if there is one yeah and sometimes you're left with a cliffhanger because they're like, oh, the ratings weren't good enough, so we're not even going to do the second season that we, were, that we were, you know, telling y'all about. Oh, nope, never mind, scrapping that. Ratings weren't good. Yeah, definitely. And so do you see, like, because, of course, right now we have a lot of shows where, like, you know, they're essentially moving to streaming. And so, like, broadcast shows and cable shows, like, they now have, like, streaming partners that they partner with or sometimes have the same owner like you have like you know abc their stuff is on hulu the next day same with nbc and peacock and you know different yeah i guess like different ones like that but yet you don't really see it the other way around if it's on streaming it generally stays on streaming it really does like for instance when disney popped uh, mulan onto disney plus you know mulan will probably never, like the live action Mulan, will probably never show up on like freeform cable TV. You know, like like they have their channel freeform and it's just like, it used to be ABC Family. I don't know why they changed it, whatever. Um, But you know, it was, they would pop it onto freeform and it'd be like, oh, like I don't think they will ever put the live action Mulan on freeform. I think it'll probably stay on Disney Plus. And a lot of their, um, like they put out like a quote unquote, Disney Channel original movie, but it never aired on Disney Channel. It's called like the Secret Society of Secondborn Royals. If that ever came on to Disney Channel, I would honestly be surprised. Yeah, that is definitely something where it's interesting to see. And I know like FX, um, that channel, like they're doing the same thing like with Hulu, where you have mm-hmm. FX on Hulu, where the shows, like even though they're maybe like FX originals, they're for the most part always just going to be on Hulu, you know, maybe one day you might see it, like, on FX, but if so, it's probably still just going to be, like, the first episode. It's not going to be, you know, essentially to bring you onto their streaming service and not, like, for actual, like, showing the show. Yeah. And so do you see, like, I don't I guess anything truly, like, coming back to, like, regular television, uh, back to linear television at all? I don't know. I mean, honestly, I think news will always stay on cable TV. Like, yes, we get a lot of our news from social media or, you know, like I could pop onto NBC's website, you know, at 8 p.m. and have the stream of the six o'clock news. Yeah. At that point, that's old news. And they've got another story out and another package out. I think news will always stay on linear TV because not everybody can afford a streaming platform. Very true. Um, Some people, like, for some people, cable is cheaper than the streaming platforms. Definitely. So, I mean, I could see news staying. I could see um, sports staying. Sports yet streams on a lot of other different things, but I think sports will always stay on on regular TV. Yeah, and I would even argue to say, like, like talk shows too yes absolutely yeah and like so- the today show or uh, like the today show i know there's the view there's the talk you know a lot of those talk shows i think are really i'm in agreement with you yeah i think they definitely stay yeah and then even like the late night talk shows i mean you know they're made to be you know even though you can view them later it's like it feels like outdated if you like watch it like a week or two weeks later like 
it's made to be watched when it comes out. It really is. A lot of those hosts work really hard to make sure that their shows are so relevant. Um, and honestly, Jimmy Fallon's fun. <laughs> so. And and actually, like speaking of that, like like a lot of times, like we can look back at like TV shows from like the seventies, eighties, nineties, and still feel relevant today, but with new newer shows like being so like with the current events do you feel like like these shows will be as rewatchable as those ones were in the past that's honestly a great question and i think that really depends on how people view the past like for instance gray's anatomy is uh, addressing the coronavirus in their newest season um i don't know how rewatchable that's going to be i haven't seen those episodes um i haven't seen those episodes yet i missed a couple and i'm like you know what i'll just catch up later yeah um i don't know how rewatchable they're going to be i don't know how i know that like tv shows like blackish that address you know systematic racism um uh the fresh prince of bel-air used to do i feel like those shows will definitely be rewatchable like you know years down the road of just like because it's in relation to our generation yeah um, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air was in relation to, you know, our parents or our older cousins generation, yeah. but then, you know, like Blackish is for our generation. Yeah, that's a that's a good way of looking at it. And yeah, I feel like you know, it may be where, like in terms of the rewatchability, that it'll be something where it's like we'd almost have to wait a little bit and not like the immediate future but maybe like maybe like a decade down the road like we're able to set see like okay so this is sort of how it was in this time period but you know looking at like more recent shows like 2010 or so like it feels weird like watching stuff like that because you know you see like you know the old like flip phones and and stuff like that like it feels like weird it's like why are they not using you know yeah. modern technology if i was to go back and rewatch, say um i grew up on disney channel so if i was to go back and rewatch wizards of waverly place or that's so raven i'd be like you know i'd be looking at their, their little flip phones and their pagers and their blackberries and all of that and i'd be like oh my god remember when we used to use that technology because now i'm sitting you know with my little you know pocket computer over here yeah and it's just it's like oh you know wow that that's that's old and how they and it's just i feel like looking back on it it's like the technology is old yeah but at the same time, some of the messages still carry over. Definitely. I feel like that's the important part, like making sure that like newer, like entertainment content still has like those values and those, you know, those solid messages, you know, stuff that can be watched, you know, like generations from now. And you can see like, this is still relevant today. You know, the actual scenario may no longer be relevant but you know it's like the the overall message still stands yeah it's like that for um you know for instance the fresh prince of bel-air or even you know boy meets world yeah um like a lot of those you know scenarios don't happen um because you know we're in a different decade different yeah. millennium even but at the same time the lessons still carry over like mr feeney who is the teacher in boy meets world a lot of his lessons that he taught still apply today you know the the exact scenario between the characters may not work because yeah. we don't do school like that anymore but you know the the lesson is still there definitely 
And so, like, something I definitely want to, you know, to quickly talk on is, like, like, you know, every, I think every major, I guess, generation or so, like, adds something new to media. Like, we had, of course, like, the convergence from, you know, radio to television. We added the visuals, like, then we added color to it. And then, you know, better color, high definition, and, you know, different stuff. But I feel like it's almost... Like, we can say that this generation added interactivity to it, like, with social media and stuff that really talks to audiences. So what are your thoughts about that? I, I, I'm really in agreement with you on this, you know, adding different things. And, you know, as you said, this generation adding the interactivity to it of, you know, a lot of, you know, TV shows now at the bottom, if you, like, look for pop-ups at the bottom of your TV show, it'll be like, hey, tweet out what you think about this scenario, or hey, you know, let us know what you think on our Facebook page, or, you know, hey, there's this Instagram post, and it's in relation to this episode, comment what you think. Um, there's a lot of that going on, and that way you can feel like you're actually a part of the show, and they usually have, you know, a couple people designated to, like, reply, so you feel like you're involved in making decisions and something with the show it's like oh which which should uh which should we do next episode do you want to see like you know do you want to see this character do this or should this character do this and you feel like you have a say in what your show is definitely and it's like even for older shows i've been off the air for a while whether it's just been like a few years or you know or maybe even longer than that but some of those older shows are even like they're now on Instagram and social media, you know, sharing different clips and being interactive as they're moving probably to streaming services and stuff. I mean, yeah, it's it's a lot of, you know, older shows being put on streaming services and everything else. You know, people are talking about them again. Yeah. You know, and they're talking about it on social media, which is getting them notoriety again, which is getting them more watches on the streaming service. Yeah, definitely. Well, I just want to say that this is like currently like just like a really great conversation that we're having. <laughs> and we'll be back in just a moment. Stay tuned. And so Eleanor, like, are there any like final like questions or comments or things you just really want to say before we conclude today's podcast honestly you know thank you for having me it's been a great time um i've loved our conversation how we go back and forth um i would like to you know add that you know television production isn't you know isn't a limited field it's for everybody Definitely. And everybody is involved in television production, no matter, you know, who you are or whatever. Television production is for everybody and it's it should be produced by everybody and it should be for everybody. You know, it granted to have you know specific audiences that they target, but at the same time, you know, television's for everybody. Get behind a camera, make your own content, get on YouTube, have fun. I mean, for me, TV production's always been fun. Yeah. Um, the saying of, you know, if you work doing what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. Yeah. Kind of applies here. It is work, but it is fun. And, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Like, I know, like, for me, like, I've always really enjoyed, you know, my time both, well, you know, I prefer behind the camera, but both in front of and behind the camera, you know, being able to 
worth the you know different positions no matter what you know what it is it's like it's always been enjoyable yeah <laughs> yeah but once again thank you so much for willing to be here today um in time out your busy schedule to to do this interview i really appreciate it well thank you for having me it's been great working with you at telecom and it's nice to see that we're both being successful outside of the program thank you <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you all so much for listening to today's podcast. I hope you all enjoyed it and I'll catch you all later. Have a wonderful day, everyone. Stay safe.